What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell, host of today's show. And we're going to be talking about creating a pension, which you might wonder why the background is what it is. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. But we're going to talk specifically today about creating a guaranteed income stream, creating your own pension, because a lot of people don't have them anymore. And to help me talk about that and explain what I got going on behind me here, I'm going to add my trusty sidekick, Tony Shore. There he is. Tony, I'm Trying to look like you back here, but uh, before you comment, <laughs> I, I'm going to let you comment on what my background is. I want you okay. to give me, try and correct, uh, tell me why I have this theme going with the topic of creating a pension, because that is today's show. But I'm going to give you one more piece here. Wait for it. Skinny tie. Skinny tie. I, skinny I love tie. it. I love By the, the way, skinny tie. My wife would not let me leave the house with the tie on and short sleeves like I originally had planned. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Ties with short sleeves doesn't work. But I love the skinny tie, actually. I still, I, I, I'm all for skinny ties. I like them better than the trendy fat ones. Yeah, look at that. And the flat bottom. And the color yeah. scheme. Yeah, the color scheme. But so you've got a bunch of 80s albums there. I see. Uh, yeah, I see Holland Oates, The Police, Madonna, Level 42. So that's uh, 80s vinyl behind you and a skinny tie, which is also 80s. So I think we're going back to the 80s. Yes. And right? we're going to be talking about creating a pension. And the reason why I put the 80s on there is simply because pensions have basically disappeared since the 80s. Yeah, that was kind of the last time people were, you know, big companies were offering great pensions that kind of went away starting in the 80s. Right. Yeah, that was when the meteor came and destroyed the (laughs) and hit the pension, you know. Well, you know, my line, you know, my line, the pension has gone the way of the pension. Right. right. (laughs) Because Uh, people used to say it's gone the way of the Buffalo, but I've got news for you. I live up in the, you drive through South Dakota, Nebraska, North Dakota, uh, out West. Uh, They've brought the Buffalo back. So uh, there's a lot of Buffalo now, or at least more. So I I think there's more Buffalo than there are pensions at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe, but I like to call them bison because I think that's the thing. Oh yeah. It's actually true. Oh, yep, they are bison. They're not. I can't not let buffalo. you have anything. I can't yeah. let you get away with anything. All right, so let's talk about the pension, okay? Um, and I want to talk about how to create one in retirement, just like we used to have in the '80s. We don't live in the '80s anymore. At least right. some of us don't. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, um, there's two different. I mean, I don't want to get into this too much because we've done shows on pensions, but. Um, you got defined benefit plan and divine, defined contribution plan. So what what I'm talking about today, what I want to focus on, sure. is the defined benefit plan because the defined contribution plan, we still have those. <laughs> we still have it. What do you got there? It's is the outfield, unopened. 
That's got to be from uh, the '80s, huh? That, that your love. That was a big hit. Your love. Remember, not just my side. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, defined contribution plans are 401ks or something where your your def, your contribution, what you're adding to it, is defined, right? And the company sure. will match part of it, whatever. That's what we have now. Defined benefit is different. Defined benefit is when you hit a certain age, usually 65, we're going to give you a defined benefit. We're going to give you an amount of money, usually a monthly check. Those peaked in the 80s. I was trying to get some data from Bureau of Labor Statistics, but their website's down right now for whatever reason. But <laughs> Of course I it did, is. I do know that in the 80s, it peaked at about, I think, all employees were at like 60% had wow. a pension wow. of some sort. Now, and that, now, now we look at private, private, not corporations, which, uh, public, because public still has pensions, right? Private businesses um, used to be around 60% in the 80s. Now we're less than 5% have pensions. So, and and those are going to be the industries, I still have clients that have pensions. They're going to be old school companies that didn't get rid of them or did get rid of them, but my in my uh, clients worked there in the 80s when they had the pension. Um, or they're, they have unions, like airlines, auto workers still have pensions, right? So they, they still exist. Um, they still exist for for public sector employees, teachers and and hospital workers and, and different people that work for state and local governments. I think it's over 80% of state and local governments in this country still have pensions. Wow. When well, why did they get rid of them? Yeah. Easy. Good question. Here it is. Here it is. Cost. It's easy for employees. It's mm. cheap for employees, but it's difficult and expensive for employers. Think about it. It's a lot easier for a company to say, here's your 3% match, whatever you put in. And if you don't put anything in, I'm not putting anything in, right? You jump, I jump, right? right? So if they don't put in, then the company doesn't put anything in. And even if they do put in 20% of their salary, the company's only matching 3% or whatever their, their match yeah. is. But a defined benefit plan would say, hey, Tony, right now you're 50. When you hit 65, I'm going to pay you 3000 a month you don't have to do anything for it. I'm in charge of that. I'm the responsible for making that happen. There's a lot of math that goes into it. And I got a lot of money I got to put aside for you. That's expensive. Yeah. So, you know, my dad retired from teaching. I think he taught for 36 years or something like that. Right. English teacher at a high school in New York. He still is alive and he's still getting his pension and he's probably making more than a 20 year veteran teacher in Florida. He's making a lot wow. of money as a pensioner, and he's been on his pension for probably 25 years at least. Wow. Wow. So so tell me how that's cheap. It's not. It's no. expensive. Sure. So, And we see this. We see state and local governments are struggling big time, and the big thing is pensions. But try getting elected uh, as a government official and uh, talking about doing away with them. Yeah. <laughs> also, a lot of people still have a pension in the form of Social Security. A lot of people have this guaranteed income stream from Social Security. 
Sure. But, Social Security is like a pension, right? Right. Right. It's a guaranteed income stream. Sure. So the question is, Tony, how do you create a pension if you don't get it from your company, which most people don't anymore? Either you work for the government, state and local, or right. you do. That's the question. How do you create? You got to start saving, right? I mean, that's right. the easy way. Right. Just start putting and money And some people aside. say, well, I don't have a pension, but I have a 401k. Same difference. And you alluded to the difference earlier. It's not the same at all. No, it's not. It's, it's not, not even and, close. And the employers want you to think it's the same because they think, oh, we're getting great. You know, you're yeah. in control. You can invest how you want. Right. But for the average person, it makes so much it's so much savings for the company to have the defined contribution versus the defined benefit. Yeah. So the problem is, and this is a retirement show. So the question is, I am getting close to retirement. I want to retire. How do I go about creating a pension for myself? That's, that's really what I want to talk about. So if you're retiring soon, you got your social security. You like that. Most people like social security, right? They like the idea guaranteed income yep. stream, Cost of living, government backed, right? What's, yep. what's it's something what's that you know like? will be you know will be there each and every month, right? And if and if it's not, well, then we're all in trouble, right? Yeah. So yeah. So in order to create your own pension, you need money. You can't just say I'm sixty years old. I want a pension starting at sixty five. How do I do it? What, what can I start saving now? It's too late. You have to have a lump sum, right? You need to buy it. Basically, you need to invest it. Now, the typical strategy, what people typically do in this country, and this has happened since the 80s and people started losing this guaranteed income, because you think about my dad and my mom worked for the IRS, so she gets a pension. She used to have a pension. My dad still gets it and it just pays for health insurance. They didn't have to think about a thing when it comes to investing in retirement. They really didn't. They both no. had social security. They both had a pension. They didn't have to think, well, what's my pension going to be? What, it, that was about it. They didn't have, a they chance. knew what their monthly income would be when they retired. And then they lived within that means. Yep. They didn't have to worry about saving extra. They did. And they That's used what that the majority of Americans did. Like you said, right. over 60% right. did that. So now you don't have the pension. All you got is social okay. security. Social Security is supposed to be 40% of your income. Now it's closer to probably 50 or 60% of people's income. For some people, it's all their income. So you have to have something else. So what people typically do is they save into a 401k, turn it into an IRA. Then they get investment income. They invest in stocks and bonds. They get dividends. They get coupons from the bonds. Some people are feeling uh, real estate's the way to go. So you'll hear these people say, I buy separate real estate properties and I rent them out and I get rental income, that's great. Some people will just put their money in an IRA and say, well, I don't know how much to take. That's the big question. What percentage do I take? Right. The 4% rule, the 3 How do you rule. turn a lump sum into an income in retirement? I think that's the biggest question. Like my wife and I always said, you know, we have 401ks and IRAs, but so what? I mean, when we retire, how do we know it's going to be enough? And how do we know how much out of that? Do we just spend it until it's gone? I mean, you know, a lot of people, that's what they end up doing. That's it. And the the required minimum distributions, which they changed to age 72 now, people don't like them. But that is a forced spending, if you think about yep. it. 
yep. required. And if you follow that rule, it's taking a percentage out. So you'll, you won't run out of money if it's invested and doesn't go down to zero for bankruptcy or whatever you invest in. So typically people just invest they hire a money manager to figure out how to invest. And then they hope that they don't run out of money <laughs> and they yep. take when they want, but there's, that's not a pension, right? That's an investment retirement income plan. A pension has that guarantee in it. There's going to be that income no matter what, unless the company that's giving you the pension goes bankrupt, but that's all right. That's, that's about the biggest risk. When we're talking about creating a pension, I'm not talking about just creating an income stream from a bond portfolio because that's not going to guarantee anything. There's some risks no, associated with it. There are. There's risk to owning a, a rental property. You have to you have to keep the property going. You have to you have to get renters. You got to hope they're not throwing big parties like you. You know? Could you imagine <laughs> if I was the landlord for your rental property that you live in? I'd be there every weekend. Tony, what are you doing? Get out of the tree. Remember how you broke your wrist or you hurt your your shoulder from from falling off the de deck, the roof, you know, you were doing that partying. You told everyone, sure. oh, a tree fell. <laughs> so, I mean, everyone talks about, oh, I can make so much money renting property or I can make so much, you know, on dividends. But until when? Until you don't. Until you get a, a nasty uh, person living there or yeah. until the, the company declares a dividend reduction and it can be expensive yeah. too there's costs involved in owning property right right so what is what how do we create a traditional style pension with the guarantee number one and, and i have three options and they're not in any order because there's no right answer here um and you don't have to do all or nothing here you could create you could use social security you could create a pension separately you can invest in stocks or real estate sure so one option is to use an immediate annuity there's the a word tony uh oh the a word annuity some so, people just <laughs> some people just hit the stop button on the video <laughs> well this is basically the simplest form of creating a pension you give sure. An insurance company, that's what who creates these annuities. You give them a lump sum and they give you an income stream for the rest of your life. You can have it for joint life too. That's a consideration if you're married and you want to have both, you know. So you might say, all right, give me, um, I don't know, give me $1,500 a month. How much is that going to take? How much do I have to give you, Mr. Insurance Company, right now to give me $1,500 a month? And that's a lump sum. And you give it to them right now and they start paying you the next month for the rest of your life. So, I mean, there's some factors in there, but you, and you could shop these around because there's a lot of companies that do that, but that's fundamentally the simplest way to get this done. Sure. You're giving up complete control. And unless you add some sort of feature where you're going to get your money back, if you die within the first five, 10, 20 years, you, if you die, that insurance company keeps the money. But, they guarantee they're going to pay you and it's based on their claims paying ability. So it's up to that company not to go bankrupt. So you have to be smart about that, but it's simple. 
It's you give them the money, they give you a guaranteed lifetime income. And there are a there are a rated top rated insurance companies that have been doing this since like the 18 literally since, you know, the 1800s. So so you got to you got to go through. That's why you work with somebody like yourself who's going to look at all the companies, an independent advisor who's not tied to one particular company and going to say, okay, this company has the best deal with the best rating combination. Right. Right. You, you shop yeah. around. And yeah. I would also argue if you're going to create a $1,500 a month income from an immediate annuity, I would do 750 a month from two different companies. Spread the risk out. Sure. You know, just simple stuff like that. But you don't think about it, you know, but that's that's a very simple way. So the pros of that is if you live to 100, they're going to be on the hook. And that's where you get the insurance company. If yeah. you die early, eh, you lose some money there. But who cares? You're not going to be around. Yeah. Right. So that's the simplest form of doing it. And that's very similar to a pension from a company. If, if, if right. you put in 30 years at a company and they start paying you 1500 a month and then five years later you die, mm. where's the money go? It yeah. goes to the rest of your employees that are living longer. Mm. But it's so simple, right? You don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about running out of money. Second yeah, that's option. the beauty of a pension. Right. Here's the second option, Tony. A deferred annuity, same concept. You're using an insurance company because they're the ones that are going to guarantee the lifetime income. But you don't want the income right now. I'm 60 years old. I want to work for another five years, and then I want to retire. And then when I'm 65, I want $1,500 a month. Mm. Okay. Whereas the immediate annuity, they might say, that's going to cost you $300,000. I'm making numbers up. But let's say... The immediate annuity in option one said, you give me 300000 today, I'll give you 1500 a month for the rest of your life for as long as you live. Deferred annuity is a little different. It says, you give me money now, so the insurance company, and I'm going to pay you $1,500 a month in five years or in 10 years or when you're 85, okay? That's going to take a lot less money up front because you have time to defer. Right. You have time for that to grow. You have time for that to do something. And the insurance company has time to plan it out. And so they're going to say, I don't need 300,000. I need 200,000 or something like that. Right. It all depends on your age and how much money you want. Right. That's how these are priced. It's a formula. So (laughs) this, like I said in the beginning, what's the best way to create a, a pension is to start saving. But yep. for people that are older and say, I want a pension, but I don't have time to save, they use their lump sum. If you don't have a lump sum, you're out of luck. I mean, there's no way you could buy a deferred annuity without any money. You can't buy an immediate annuity without money to buy it. So right. these require you to have been saving. So we're assuming you have some money saved. So again, the value of this is- Save early, you, save often. You, you pluck down money now to buy income later. Right. And it's- and it saves you money now to do it rather than buying an immediate annuity. Mm. Now, you could do the math and say, well, what if I invest it for five years and then in five years buy an immediate annuity versus buy this deferred annuity now and wait five years? There's a math formula. So we could do, that's what we do. We do the math and say which one makes sense. Maybe you do both. Right. right. Again, you want to spread the risk out. Right. And last but not least, Tony, reverse mortgage. We've done a show in the past on reverse mortgages. I want to do another one, too. Um, So people say, I'd love to have a pension, but I don't have a lump sum. I don't have $200,000 sitting to give to an insurance company to give me income. 
Well, now what? Well, and a lot of people have most of their equity in a home. They have their savings in their house. It's paid off. All right. I'm 62 years old. My house is paid off. I don't have a lot. I have a hundred thousand of savings. I don't have a pension. I got social security, which is great. Um, I got health insurance through Medicare so I, I could live, but I want an extra thousand a month. What do I do? Well, I don't want to sell my house and downsize because I kind of like where I live. You could sell your house, downsize, take the lump sum and buy an annuity, right? Immediate annuity. You could do that. Sure. Or you could say, I like my house. I want to stay in my house. And you could get a guaranteed income stream. It's backed by the government with the FHA, you know, the Federal Housing Associate Authority. They have some hands in this reverse mortgage process. And you pay fees for that, that the government's involved. We did a show last week about government involvement, you know, or yep. the week before. I don't like it. But the government says, hey, we, you can't be kicked out of your house, even if your house is underwater, even if the loan that you're taking every month is worth more than the house, as long as you're paying the taxes and insurance, Oh, well, mortgage company's in trouble. So reverse mortgage is a way to turn a lump sum, which is in your house, into an income stream or a pension, Mm. period. So it's, you know, people don't like giving money to somebody else, insurance company or a mortgage company, and getting money back. They don't like it because they like control of that money. Yeah. Look what's happened with the 401k. A lot of people borrow from it. People yeah. use it as a piggy bank where, and, and yet they complain about the, I wish it was the eighties. Now you say that because you wish it was the eighties. So you could wear this tie and listen to your silly music. You listen to your silly <laughs> music still anyway. Right. Let's be real. Right. I mean, you might be more seventies guy. Uh, late no, 70s. I'm, I'm a, I'm yeah, I'm both. ELO, right. Yeah. I love ELO, but I like the eighties stuff. Honestly. Do you like the eighties pension? Do you oh, yeah. wish you had an eighties style pension? Yes. Right. I would say most people say they wish they had an 80 style pension. They yeah. wish they had what their grandparents had. Don't have to worry about it. Just don't I have retire. to think about it. Yep. Right. You don't have to. Oh, what percentage? Where do I invest? Blah, blah, blah. It's give me my gold watch. Give me my money. Yep. And I don't have to think about it. There is a significant amount of value. If you went to somebody and if you go to a government sector employee, you go to a teacher like my dad and say, you know how much your pension is worth? You're 65 years old. Let's say you live another 20 years and you're going to get $50,000 a year. Do you know that to recreate that, to recreate your pension would take over a million dollars? And you say that people are like, what? Are teachers overpaid? Oh, are they underpaid? I don't know. But government <laughs> employees, you have to factor in the value of that pension, right? Oh, yeah. So people want this, but they don't want to give up the money to do it. That's right. why a pension's easier because they don't have to give up the money. It comes out right. of their salary, lack of income, or the the company's responsible. Right. When you become responsible, all of a sudden, you don't like it. Yeah. There's a it's reason like, the company right. stopped doing pensions and started uh, doing 401ks. It puts the, all the onerous is, is, or the majority of the onerous and cost then is on the employee instead of the employer. I mean, right. that's just, I mean, yeah, I mean. So, but yep. people love it. They love that pain. They love to have that money in their hands because then they can say, I can do whatever I want with this. I can get a new kitchen. I could go to Vegas. I can, or I can live and get a thousand dollars a month. And the people that say I can get a thousand dollars a month are few and far between. It's always, what can I do with this money? Now I want to have a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So people 
totally like social security. I love social security. I love the fact that I get money, but they hate putting money into it. I hate mm. paying social security taxes. <laughs> you know, so it's tough. It's just human nature. Yeah. So, okay. Some things to consider when you're creating an own pension, when you, when you're, when you're creating a, you're buying an immediate annuity or using a reverse mortgage, or if you're trying to create this on your own, you have to think of longevity. How long are you going to live? If you have a low life expectancy, because your both your parents died in the forties from condition that you have, and you're not going to live another 10 years, then you don't need to create a lifetime pension, right? That, that doesn't make sense. No. But if you if your parents are still alive at a hundred playing canasta, you might say, Hey, uh, I'm 60. I might live till, you know, over a hundred. Um, you have to factor in inflation when you're creating a pension and you're buying an immediate annuity. Typically they're not going to give you a guaranteed increase. You you could buy a, a, an immediate annuity with a guaranteed increase. If you get a, a reverse mortgage, they're not going to say, all right, we're going to give you a thousand a month and we're going to increase it 20% every five years. They, they, they don't do that. So you have to consider inflation when you're creating your own pension. Mm. You have to consider management. So if you're going to be the guy or that says, hey, I'm going to invest in stocks and bonds and I'm going to take 4% or 5% and I'm going to do this and that, how long can you manage that? Because as you get older, you don't want to be bothered. Same with real estate. How long do you want to be a landlord? I mean, it might work when you're in your 60s, but when you start getting in your 70s and 80s, you might say, I don't need this hassle. Just give me my 80s back. I want my MTV. Um <laughs> And then you have to factor in principal loss, okay? So when you're buying a pension, an immediate annuity or a longevity annuity, you're giving up control of that asset. And you're going to be spending it down. You might spend that asset down to zero. You, you could be 85 years old, you bought a, an immediate annuity, and you spent every dollar you put in there. But you're still living, and the insurance company's on the hook. You have to be comfortable with that. You have to know, and your kids have to be comfortable with knowing they're not going to inherit anything. Yeah. So th there are some downsides to the pension, but the feeling you get knowing that your income is set could be priceless. Talk about stress yeah. reduction. So yeah, it's huge. Conclusion: Creating a pension is possible. You could do it. There are tools to do it. People just don't like it because they don't like giving yeah. up control. You have to give up right. control. You have to start with a lump sum. So you need money. And you have to give up control of that money. Like you need the equity in your house and give up control of the equity in that house by getting a reverse mortgage. But start with Social Security. I always tell people, start with Social Security because that's an easy one. It's set. You don't have control over it. You can't say, you know what? Social Security office, I'd like, can you bump that up? 1200 is not going to cut it. I want 2200 Can you do that for me? I'll give you an extra five bucks. You know, um, doesn't work that way. So start there. Get used to the fact that you're not in control like the idea of the guaranteed income, give up control and you got yourself a pension. It's totally doable. It's pretty inexpensive to do it and it works and mm. the stress reduction's high. That's, wow. that's the bottom line. That's awesome. Yeah. So creating your own personal pension. I, I love it because yeah, like we say, the pension has gone the way of the pension. And I just, uh, I'm bummed. I wanted the gold watch. I wanted to work for one company, you know, 40, 50 years, get the gold watch and the pension and right off into the sunset. But that does, that is uh that's a bygone era right there. Plus you had a double whammy. 
you you didn't stick with the company and the companies you wanted to stick with were selling phonographs or whatever you call them. So, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you picked the wrong industry and I'm, uh, a couple I'm of celebrating times you. Over. I'm celebrating you today with, yeah. you know, with <laughs> yeah. some of this stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna, between, I'm, yeah, between radio and record companies, my, my career has been in radio and record companies. Uh, I've really picked well, haven't I? <laughs> you know, but you think about some of the industries that had pension steel, then they got, you know, shut down. The pension guarantee corporation comes in and they yep. bail them out. So their pensions are really, really cool, really good, really expensive, and they yeah. should be uh, revisited. So create your own, live back in the 80s. It's a good thing to do. <laughs> Tony, I'm going to bring in the kids, but as I do, I want you to reflect on some of these. If you had to pick one of these, that is your favorite. <laughs> I'm going to say Rick Roll. Uh, no, not Rick Astley. I don't want to get Rick Rolled. Probably the police or Daryl Hall and Oates. All right, Tony, I'm going to bring in the kids and maybe I'll add some 80s music to it. We'll see. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or trying